0: You are listening to work at mommy where the goal is to be the best mom ever and most importantly stay sane while you do it oh guys today is one of those days for me um if i could sum it up by giving you kind of a scoreboard between mommy and toddler in here i would say the toddlers have 10 and mommy has two (laughs) okay so if you're watching this on youtube you can see me i'm looking a little baggy in the eye area but that's okay we press on um i want to get this uh video and podcast done today despite being tired and not having the best of days because right now we see that there is a new covid vaccine that is probably going to be rolling out very quickly and as mothers we want to know what's up you know um who made it what's in it you know who's the mama and why all of those questions okay that's what we want to know because we need to be able to make informed decisions about if we're going to give this to our kids or not how safe is it for children um all of that okay so i'm going to cover some things in this podcast This is a topic that I think that we should probably revisit and if anyone would like to have kind of a roundtable type discussion with me on this, I would definitely welcome the opportunity because This is something that I feel strongly about. And this is like our lives right now. We are living in this COVID era. So having more information about this vaccine is definitely going to be ideal for us. So anyway, First of all, let me start off by saying, before I even get started with this is, I am not an anti-vaxxer. And I feel that I wanna preface, you know, everything I'm gonna say in this podcast, with that statement because you know I am I want to give a very objective view at this you know I don't want to just give you my opinion I want to give you some facts for you to consider and mull over and come to your own decision okay but you know I I always kind of err on the side of caution with things like this and I don't want my caution to be confused as me being an anti-vaxxer because there you know there's a whole a lot of stuff around that and if you are an anti-vaxxer hey that's okay too you know if that's your position that's how you feel about things um you know we all have our choices to make but anyway so now that we got that out of the way so first of all right now pfizer has this um vaccine that is basically in the very late stages of clinical trials and could be rolled out within the next couple of weeks I was really, really hoping that uh, AstraZeneca actually got to the punch on that first. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, AstraZeneca really is, I mean, they're just a really, really, really good company. I have been following some of the research on um, the coronavirus for some time now. And I basically, like the direction and the science behind everything that AstraZeneca was doing. So right now we're going to be talking though about Pfizer's uh COVID-19 vaccine and just a little backstory on Pfizer. So, of course, they're a multinational pharmaceutical corporation. They're one of they are large. I will say that. I'm not trying to bash Pfizer in any way, but Pfizer, from what I see. They are basically more stock uh, and shareholder owned versus, you know, and so, so the, the motivation behind is always going to be monetary. And of course, these big corporations that push out these drugs, the, con- the reason is, you know, at the end of the story, they want to make money. You know, and I think that's something that we have to keep in mind, and I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but it does give the consumer some cause for caution to say, Okay, I know you, you want to make money off of this, but how safe is it, you know, right now this vaccine has been developed faster than any other vaccine. that's the reason why. So we have to have those questions. And again, I'm gonna touch on some other things about you know the funding behind um, this particular vaccine that Pfizer put out that you might not be aware of. But yeah, so besides that though, they they've made a whole bunch of other vaccines. You know, they made vaccines for everything. This company's been around forever and definitely have put some things that have, you know, benefited the the public health in 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 positive ways so again i'm not bashing them i'm just telling you what my research uh, preferences are based on the re- research that i have done um as far as pharmaceutical companies but anyway you know the one thing that i find that's interesting is that they keep saying that this pfizer vaccine is a new type of technology that's never been used in a max in a mass human vaccine before. So again, this is a highly um, modified vaccine. It attaches to the proteins in a very different way. It probably needs to do that because COVID-19 is a very unique disease, but at the same time, you know, again, how much time have you actually had to test it? You know, even with early promising results from Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial, there are some challenges associated with it. Number one, um, it's in a phase three clinical trials that begin in late July, okay, which had about 43,000 study participants, some of which received the actual uh, vaccine and others received a placebo. And that's how they always do things because they wanna make sure that people are actually saying, you know what's actually happening and they can have some something to compare it to because a lot of times people will say, oh, I feel this way and I feel that. And we don't even <laughs> really know how we feel sometimes. So placebos are necessary. So on Monday, um the US pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and its German partner, Biotech, uh BioNTech, SE said that their early analysis shows that the COVID-19 vaccine is more than 90% effective at preventing systematic illness. Now, um in comparison to some other vaccines, this is if it is actually 90% effective is actually really good news because for example, I think the measles vaccine is only like 75 or 80% effective and you see how effective that is. I mean, that you know, really has not been a problem in in society in recent years, even with the larger number of anti-vaxxers. So if it's 90% effective, that, you know, is a good thing. Um, You know, the other things about it, though, is that, you know, how diverse is the pool of people and sometimes that is another issue with these tests for example Pfizer stated that about a third of its study participants have racially and ethnically diverse backgrounds but didn't reveal if there was stronger protection for particular age groups okay so that's something to consider um a lot of the times You know, you get a very specific type of person to participate in research studies. And I got to know two of these people. previously, um, they, they were co workers of mine, we, we didn't work in the medical field or anything. But this was just something that they elected to do themselves. And what I came to find out is that there's a community of people out there who are interested in science, and basically volunteer themselves as guinea pigs for these types of tests. But I will tell you that there is a lot of the time compensation involved, they were given free iPads, um, iPhones, money. Okay, so again you have to kind of say all right well these people are being compensated What's not to say if something went wrong you know what i'm saying in this clinical trial that that person if you know asked you know hey would you be willing to take x compensation for you know not disclosing this information Chances are they would do it okay a lot of these companies also when they are doing research studies they advertise a lot of the time to young college students and. um, For people who really are in a position where, unfortunately, they just need money, and so they are willing to kind of use themselves in this way we're kind of happy that they are because. You know, we 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 need the research and we we need to do the testing. But again, you gotta look at the motive behind and again understand that these are private companies. Okay. Act well, not it's not a private company, it is a publicly traded company, but it's not a government agency. Like this is a company that, you know, is coming out with this. So of course, they're going to have their own team of scientists and researchers that say one thing, but we have to wait and see what the FDA, what the scientists at the, at the FDA are going to say once this information, once the clinical trial is over, they have to release all of that information to the FDA. And those scientists at the FDA will then review it all and say yay or nay based on what's found that's a great check and balances you know it protects us from being at the mercy of any large company you know just telling us anything and 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 we're none the wiser so um and there's some other um regulatory agencies out there as well the department of health and human services also has their team of scientists that have to oversee drug testing so all of the laboratories that pfizer has have to be kind of like Overseen and make sure they're compliant per the Department of Health and Human Services that what they are doing is, you know, right and everything. And then on top of that, they, their scientists have to review all the data. So again, I'm not getting too excited until that happens because a company can come out and say, yeah, it's great, yeah, it's great. But until you have other eyes on it that do not have a vested interest, In the vaccine success, you know, that is when we're going to see what the real deal is. So I would encourage you to at least hold out and see what the FDA has to say, as well as the Department of Human Services. Okay, this particular vaccine is that you do have to have the two doses. Okay. Um, And again, that in itself is like okay you gotta go in for one portion of the vaccine and you come back 28 days later and get the rest of the vaccine who knows what's gonna happen between those 28 days maybe you you know catch another strand of it or something and then you know you get the next piece of it 28 days later and it doesn't work so there's a lot of there's a lot of room for error with that i feel that it would be much more effective if they were able to have it be a one and done type, um, administered in a, a one and done type way. But again, it's like that for a reason. And I'm not a scientist, although I, I like to learn more about this stuff. But, you know, they have to do what they have to do based on the controls and data that they have. So um, the other thing that um, you need to know about this vaccine is that it does have to be stored at certain Uh, temperatures, I think it's like negative 80 or 90 degrees that it's got to be stored at for it to be effective. If it gets hotter than that, then, you know, it just doesn't even work. And then again, you have to ask yourself like, okay, you know, how, what has to happen infrastructure wise to make that, you know, something that's possible for everybody. You know, there are certain hospitals out in the middle of nowhere, they might not be able to get it you know, it might not be able to make it to them in in that window and keep it at the right temperature that it has to be at and everything. So just things to consider. Okay. Um, something else that I found interesting is that um, the CEO of Pfizer cashed out six percent of his stock on the same day the company unveiled the results of his COVID-19 vaccine. That's a little shady and weird to me, okay? I don't know, I'll have to to do some more digging on that. Uh, Something else to consider. Vice President Mike Pence said in a tweet that the public-private partnership between the US President Donald Trump administration and Pfizer led to the success of the vaccine. Basically, they're saying that the Trump administration partnered with Pfizer, okay? to to go ahead and roll out this vaccine so again how 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 do you feel about that how you know how does the just knowing that make you feel about the safety of this vaccine so let me circle back to what i was saying before on um this new type of vaccine you know that's the the breaking thing about this is that this is a whole new technology that's being used so the pfizer vaccine uses a brand new technology called messenger rna or mrna it has never been approved for human vaccine vaccination before instead of using bits of virus to provoke an immune response the mrna trains the immune system to target the spike protein found on the surface of the coronavirus. So typically in most vaccines like this for viruses from what i know and my limited little bit of knowledge basically in essence it gives you a little bit of the virus just a real low dose of it so that your body can fight it off and then build an immunity okay that's the way most uh vaccinations work okay but this particular one instead of you know giving you a little bit and and having your body bring out that immune response this one is just targeting the spike protein found on the surface of the coronavirus itself so all it is made to do is attack the coronavirus itself now that is a good thing okay you want to attack the virus if you know you can have that portion that will do that and then it's not able to quickly multiply that's something that could be very good but the question it raises for me is is that if it's sole job is to just attack the coronavirus itself and it does not provoke an immune response how effective is it gonna be long-term? What makes a vaccine effective is that your body learns how to deal with that virus. That's why when you get the measles, I think the kids get it like a twice, two or three little, you know, rounds of it. Then after that, you're done. You come into contact with measles, your body has a stored record of how to deal with measles. It's gonna say, oh, measles came in, chop, chop, chop and kick it right on out of there. But see, this is just attacking coronavirus itself. It's not making your immune system from the way I'm understanding, and remember I am a layman, okay? It's not making your immune system itself actually do anything. So again, your immune system though, I feel is your strongest defense against getting sick okay so if it could actually you know boost that and and make you make the antibodies that you need to fight it off i feel like that would be the right thing to do but there's reasons for that guys COVID 19 is a very strange weird virus so this might be the best that they can do you know so we gotta just understand the best that we can with what we got available and make the best decisions okay so uh, this spike is what allows for the virus to invade the human cells. In theory, blocking the spike would mean people wouldn't become infected with the virus. So that's the claim. It's like, okay, if we attack the virus itself, you just don't come become infected infected with it at all. Cool. You know, that sounds like that would be a good thing. Okay. The caution is that this will be the first mRNA vaccine to be used in humans. So it's important to look carefully at the safety data. That's what I'm talking about, okay. This is the first time it's been used in humans. And again, we know just from what I read to you earlier that this clinical trial only began in July. So, you know, here we are in November. How long is that really to see long-term effects of this? You know? Um, so so that's that's just kind of where we're at with that. It's also important to get a sharper picture of Pfizer's claim about the 90% effectiveness. The first analysis only included data on 94 confirmed COVID-19 cases. See, that's what I'm talking about. Meaning there is no proof yet that the vaccinate vaccine prevented previous, uh that the vaccine prevented infection. Okay, those who had the actual vaccine rather than a placebo were overwhelmingly likely to have few to no symptoms. That is, the vaccine seems to have prevented major COVID-19 complications. It is unclear whether people who received the vaccine were less likely to be contagious. Still, the unanswered questions should not squash early excitement about the findings, which seem to indicate that the vaccine may have the ability to transform a serious illness into something that resembles the common cold. The infections that were really focusing on the ones that led to the hospitalization, says Dr. Robert Sidrenberg, uh, Executive Medical Director of Infectious Disease and Prevention at Advocate Aurora Health in in Illinois, is those are the ones that this vaccine can target. That's That's a huge win. Quick little screen share for you on Pfizer's website, okay? Um, now, one thing I will say about them is that they do have a good amount of information regarding the um, clinical trial itself on the website. Um, they do have this this little guy here you can take a look at. Um, you know, they talk about the trial itself, you know, the safety and integrity that that they're, you know, coming to the table with next steps and timing so this is great information you know this will kind of tell us just a rough idea when we could expect to see it you know at our local doctor's offices and things like that and again what the long-term safety and effectiveness will be so i would recommend you on this to go straight to the horse's mouth you know, get familiar with this website, um, maybe even subscribe to them just so you're able to see what's going on with it, you know, um, as the information is available. We can only go based on what they say at this point on this. Um, The other place that I would recommend you to go as well, as I mentioned, Um, is the uh, Food and Drug Administration website. It is just FDA.gov. And they also have uh, published a lot of information on this particular clinical trial as well. Now, I'm going to, while I still have this up, I'm going to share with you, um, I just pulled this one up on Wikipedia because I was pulling it in from something else. But this is the actual, vaccine candidate number okay it's bnt162b2 and what you can do is you can take that number put it into your google search and see all of the information that will come up what you will get is a lot of research studies um some kind of more private articles and things like that but i like to look a little bit deeper and with this number right here okay This will give you a lot more information on this vaccine than just putting in coronavirus vaccine, okay? So use this number. For those of you listening, it's BNT162B2, okay? Put that in your Google search. You could also probably stick that into the Food and Drug Administration's website, okay? Um, and and have a look at that. It will probably also work on the um, Department of Health and Human Services website as well, because again, this is the way that the big wigs are gonna be referring to this stuff. Okay, so if you can, you know, mirror the terminology that they're using, your web searches are gonna turn up more information than just, you know, what is the COVID-19 vaccine in Google, use that number. Okay. Um, So much information on this, guys, you know, there's just it's we're at an interesting time as moms. Now, I have not really found any information on the safety of this vaccine for children. Okay, now that's something you want to stop and think about. Because when you participate in a clinical trial, you do have to be over the eight age of 18 years old okay so we know how it works in adults with the clinical trial okay and that's why there aren't any articles and there's no information hardly on the website about this in detail for kids because they ain't tested kids i'ma just tell it like it is they haven't tested them yet and again i don't know who would volunteer to have their child participate in a research study Um, So I understand why there aren't any um, children in this research study, but again, something to consider. Okay, so that might make us a little bit more cautious. Now, interestingly though, you know, a child's immune system in, in most ways is stronger and more robust than actually an adult immune system. So if it's safe for adults, more than likely is gonna be very safe for the kids. The only known side effects thus far are uh, headaches um, and fever, and that's pretty standard with any vaccine, okay? Preliminary results were not independently peer reviewed. Okay, so that's again, that's what I've been saying, you know, it's only been reviewed at this point by the scientists at Pfizer. That's the only eyes that have been on it at this point. Okay. Um, nothing really has been published in a medical journal as of right now. Yet, you know, they really need to go ahead and roll this thing out. You know, they're talking about the end of November they're gonna start giving it to those um, kind of in the line of fire, like you know, healthcare professionals and things like that. And for them, you know, it almost might be better to have something at this point better than nothing because we're at the point now where hospitals are starting to be overrun again. And if people get too stressed and overworked and just not able to keep up, they will start to get sick. You're gonna have the staff coming down with COVID, which has already been happening. And then too, some people just can't. I know two nurses that have during COVID-19 quit their jobs because they just can't. And I we can't be mad at them. You know, that's why now, guys, if you know a nurse or a doctor, say thank you. Just say thank you for what you do for the community. You know, it ain't easy. You know, this is they're putting their life on the line. And, you know, people like to say things about doctors and nurses, and sure, there's a lot of not everybody who does it, you know, does the best job. But regardless, they are putting their lives online and we need to respect these people. You know, they need all kinds of things and and I hope that they get it. But Pfizer is hoping that by the end of 2020 um, and by mid 2021, that there'll be 1.3 billion doses available Okay, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I think we've covered enough, you know, information here to give you some preliminary things to think about, just preliminary things. So again, my position is this, you know, the idea of giving this to my baby right away, my babies, it is a little scary for me. Like I am not trying to just be the first person in line to have them vaccinated with this. You know, there's just too many unknowns for me at the moment. I'm not saying that I won't ever take the vaccine, but for me, considerable time is gonna have to go by. And I am going to have to have kind of an unbiased, some published, unbiased research studies um, via the departments of um, health services as well as the FDA um and there are some other private institutions out there too that have some really great scientists on board that could give an objective opinion uh you know regarding this vaccine so for me and my family and my children i am going to proceed with caution on this you know do i think that they've made something severely deadly or anything like that. No, I think for the most part, it's probably okay to take it. And if you wanna take it right now, I don't think anybody should make you feel bad for having that position. But for me, I am just going to wait Um, some more. I'm gonna continue to do research. And as I do that research, I will continue to share it with you guys and encourage you to do your own research as well and um i'm just gonna keep eyes on it and follow and when i feel that they have really worked out all the kinks and everything's working good then i'm more than happy to jump on board (laughs) okay so and i'm sure that's probably the way a lot of you guys feel about this as well so if you have any questions for me please let me know if you have a particular question that you maybe um have not been able to find in your own research please drop me a line And I would like to get digging on it as well, you know, so so based on what I've learned and some points that I've already covered in this podcast, I feel that this particular vaccine, because it does not produce an immune response, but instead just attacks the COVID virus. I feel like this is going to be a vaccine that you are going to have to take every year for it to be effective, like the flu vaccine, because the flu vaccine changes every year um, because the flu is different every year. And for me, I feel like this will be very effective against this particular type of COVID, but as it mutates, which is already mutating in a lot of places, it won't be effective or as effective because your body, you know, does not have that immune response to it basically the vaccine only treat prevents you from getting that particular type of COVID. which that's great you won't get that if it does actually work but again those changes that are going to happen with this just like the flu changes every year and i let me say this the flu and COVID are completely different all right they are not the same thing And there's lots of science that supports that. Look it up yourself, but they're not the same thing. The only reason I'm comparing those two is because of the way that the vaccine would have to be administered. Just like the flu vaccine is administered every year because each year it changes and things are different with it. I feel like for COVID, it will be the same thing. This is probably going to become a part of life for us. This is just my opinion that every year people are gonna have to get COVID-19 or COVID-20, you know, vaccines is out now. And um, yeah, sometimes when you let the cat out the bag, you know, it's just, it's just a mess. So, um, but I do believe, and I do know that there will be a time that this will all be behind us and we won't have to worry about any of it. So stay positive, we are gonna handle this we're going to get through it and everything's going to be just fine. So anyway, just wanted to kind of share, you know, my position with you and please on Facebook, on Instagram, please, you know, leave me your thoughts on this as well. You know, how how you feel about it. Are you going to take the vaccine? Are you going to give it to your children? You know, do you think it's something that we should all have to take or should we have a choice to take it? You know, it's it's going to get a little crazy for us you know um because there's going to be some strong feelings on this you know so um yeah and as you know strong feelings